Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is Trey. Thank you for joining us for another Tuesdays with Trey in a brand new year. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. So this is what I've been thinking about. John the Baptist, bowl game referees, New Year's resolutions, and modern day politics. And actually what those all have in common, and you may be sitting there thinking, well, nothing. Um, but hopefully you'll give me a chance to at least try to tie them together somewhat. Uh, this will surprise absolutely no one, especially my wife, but I, I watch a lot of bowl games over the holidays. There are lots of plays in each game. There are obviously 11 players on each side. It's hard to be a referee. I, I get it. Split-second decisions, judgment calls, discretion, fast athletes moving at full speed. It's a hard job. And the referees in bowl games are supposed to be the best of the best. It's supposed to be like a reward for grading out really, really well over the season. I'd hate to see the bad referees if what I watched were supposed to be the good ones. If that was the best of the best in the bowl games, I would hate to see the rest of them. I don't like it when referees get calls wrong, but I do understand it happens. What I don't understand, or like for that matter, is when referees confuse themselves with the stars of the game, the players. When referees insert themselves unnecessarily. You see it sometimes in NFL games. The referees seem to really like their time on television. They like the fact that their names are called out. The college game always seemed a little bit different. Past tense seemed a little bit different. Not this bowl season. There were terrible calls in the Michigan TCU playoff game. There were terrible calls in the South Carolina Notre Dame game. There was a terrible call, at least one, in the Clemson-Tennessee game. There was one of the worst calls I have ever seen in my life in the Kansas-Arkansas game, which was allegedly confirmed on instant replay. And then 24 hours later, the officials said what we knew all along, those of us that were actually watching it, which was that they blew it the first time, which means they also blew the review. I'm not talking about calls that you know went against teams I was pulling for. I didn't have a team in the Kansas-Arkansas game. And many of the calls that left me scratching my head actually helped the teams I was pulling for. But they were still terrible. And, you know, I mean, calling unsportsmanlike conduct penalties on coaches? When, I mean, when did that start? Shane Beamer, the coach at the 
University of South Carolina, one of the more affable, likable, respectful coaches, regardless of sport, gets a 15-yard penalty called on him right after the officials assessed a separate, highly questionable 15-yard penalty for a net 30-yard penalty at a pretty critical juncture in the game. And, you know, for those of you who don't know Shane Beamer, he isn't Bobby Knight. He's not throwing chairs across the basketball court. He isn't Billy Martin, the former manager of the New York Yankees, sprinting out of the dugout, berating umpires until he gets ejected. Beamer doesn't berate referees. It was a terrible call piled on top of another terrible call, all of which makes me reflect on how hard it is to be in the background, how hard it is to play your role, even if it is not a starring role, how hard it is to be a supporting cast member, never to be the star, how hard it is to have the humility to simply just do your job, even if it isn't the job. John the Baptist had a little bit of fame, a little bit of notoriety. He had a following, but he was not the star. In fact, he said, I must decrease so someone else can increase. Uh, there are folks who work on this podcast whose voices you will never hear and whose names you will never know. But there would be no podcast here or anywhere else without them. There are women and men who work on television shows whose names won't ever be known. There are people on football teams. They're trainers, equipment managers, graduate assistants, folks who work in the nutrition center, the academic centers, who play a big role in whether a team is successful or not. And yet we do not know their names. And part of that is the humility of accepting your role and knowing your role and embracing it. And part of it is being secure enough with yourself that you don't need to insert yourself. You don't need to be the star. Part of it is knowing, or at least you should know, we don't watch football games to learn the names of referees. So if they don't know that by now, let me be the first to tell them. And it's true in every other facet of life, too. It's not just sports. It's pervasive throughout our culture. People want to be famous, not for what they've done or accomplished or contributed. They just want to be famous because of some positional fame alone or because they believe fame is the ultimate virtue. And, and surely it must be with, with social media likes and followers and being on television, surely the biggest virtue of all has to be fame, or so they think. I used to marvel when I was in Congress at the people who would go on television and talk about things they had nothing to do with. I mean, they still do it because some of those people are still there. They contributed nothing. They actually knew next to nothing about whatever it was that was being discussed. I mean, there were a couple of members who, in particular, would actually leave the committee room where the work was being done to go talk to the media about what others were doing. And the media loved it because the media doesn't care 
if you know what you're talking about or not. They just want someone to be provocative with a quote or something that passes for inside information. Breaking news, we have Congressman X who just left the committee room. Give us a report on what's happening. Now, mind you, not at all that that particular member of Congress may have been in the room for 30 seconds. Didn't help prepare, didn't ask questions, didn't even know what the strategy was, hadn't read the briefings, just wanted to be part of the game, wanted the attention. And then you turn on the news at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. and the people talking about whatever bill is pending or whatever investigation is being conducted or whatever hearing had nothing to do with it. They want the same amount of attention as the quarterback or the middle linebacker, even though they're not even playing the game. We've always had those who who let their pride govern their lives. For, for those who believe in the Bible, pr- pride was the first sin. It's going to be the last sin, and it's going to be the sin most often committed in the middle, between the first and last. It's, I think it was maybe C.S. Lewis, if you're familiar with his writing, he may have described pride as the great sin. It certainly is the most common one. Um, A belief that you are better or smarter or more essential than the facts would allow. And this insatiable desire to be part of the story, even if your talent or ability doesn't even warrant a rehearsal or a tryout. You want to be the star and you haven't even auditioned. We'll be right back with more of the Trey Gowdy podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yeah, sports and politics and culture. You know, thank God when I was growing up, we didn't have social media or my father would have killed me. Uh, The way to become famous was to do something really good or really bad. Um, And back then, bad really was bad. Back then, there really was such a thing as bad press and bad publicity. Not anymore. Now you just need to be famous to be famous. Nothing else is required. But back then, there really was such a thing as bad publicity. And back then... I mean, there was some requirement that you actually know what you're talking about to give an opinion. I used to write my New Year's resolutions in the front of my Bible to remind me what I was going to try to work on uh, that year. And I I did it every year. It was different things depending on what year it was or where I was in life. But there was always one thing that always made the list. I never pulled it off, but it always made the list. It was almost always number one. Be humble. It it used to be a virtue. And, you know, humility is not walking around talking about, you know, how sorry you are or how bad you are or how untalented you are or 
how unsmart you are. That is not humility. In fact, you can make an argument that that's pride because what you're doing is focusing on yourself. You know, humility is this belief, I think, that you are part of something bigger and that you have the self-awareness to know your role and you accept your role. Or if you want a larger role, you get it based on work or talent or education or knowledge. It used to be a virtue. It doesn't seem like it is anymore, but it certainly has been throughout the course of history. And, and honestly, if humility is too hard for folks to work on, I will settle for at least being self-aware and accurate in your assessment of yourself. And don't take credit for things you haven't done and don't pass off other people's work as your own. So just two words, two words as a New Year's resolution, be humble. And again, that doesn't mean being down on yourself or saying, you know, I'm not good at this or I'm not good at that. It's, it is being, I think, willing to subrogate yourself for a higher good. And, and it's understanding your role and being liberal with praise for others. And it's being genuine and not obsequious. Whether it's trying to get attention for a call you make in a bowl game or trying to be famous because of some quip you make on social media or trying to be famous for opposing other people like the five in the speaker's race that we will see uh, yet again this week. I, I think our challenge is to never confuse fame or attention with significance. As a culture, we have to learn to ignore those who deserve to be ignored. And we have to elevate those who are humble enough to not constantly be elevating themselves. It is possible to be humble and famous. It's possible. It is not possible to be humble when fame is all you ever seek at the expense of every other good virtue worth pursuing. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's a good resolution for us to not only be humble in our own lives, but to reward those who are and stop rewarding or paying attention to the fame seekers who have done nothing to warrant our attention. You know, people still ask me, they ask me over the politics, over the holidays, when politics will change. And the answer, for better or for worse, has never deviated for me. It's never changed. The answer is this, when you demand that it change, when the politicians know you mean business, when the politicians know how they act and conduct themselves matters just as much as how they vote. You know, no longer should we choose between someone who, quote, votes the right way or, quote, governs the right way if you're having to make moral compromises to get there? I, I, when will politics change? When you require that your elected officials both vote and act the right way. And I don't think that's too much to ask. So as we head into a new year, you know, resolutions are primarily what we're supposed to do better. I think it's a pretty good resolution to try to strive toward humility. I think it's also a good resolution uh, to reward those 
who deserve to be rewarded as opposed to those who just want to be famous for the sake of being famous. And who knows, maybe the state of our politics will improve and maybe the state of officiating in bowl games will improve. I'll see you next week. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.